Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. This is Rome Business Radio. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. And I'm Thomas Gissel with the Rome Floyd Chamber. Hi, Thomas. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Uh, splendid. Things at the chamber well? Everything's well. Yeah. yeah. Chamber of Commerce weather as, as winter hopefully is giving way to spring here in our beautiful community. Uh, we've got a good group of guests here. Would you mind introducing us and go around the room, please, Absolutely. Sir? To my right is are the ladies from uh, Classic Southern Smucks. And I have Cameron Jackson here and Brittany Carpenter. Welcome, ladies. Good morning. Hello. Thank good morning. you. Across the table, I have Luli Ibao. Uh, she's the director of the Rome Area Council for the Arts, short RACA. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Thomas. <laughs> Absolutely. Good morning. And across from me is uh, Jared J.J. Johnson, and he's the owner of Smoothie King. And also, he's a um, board member of the Rome Floyd Chamber, actually chair-elect of the Rome Floyd Chamber. So um, I have to be careful what I say. You know? <laughs> You're good to go. <laughs> but, but I'm happy to be here. But just before the show, you were calling him a smooth operator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out more about that. Well, let's just kind of go around the room here and let everybody kind of tell us a little bit about their businesses, just kind of a, a broad overview as, as the point of the podcast here is to celebrate businesses and, and organizations and let people share their stories. Um, ladies, let's start with classic Southern smocks. Um, so Cameron and Brittany, you are co-owners. Um, so Cameron, I guess we'll start with you. Just uh, tell us about the vision. How did this come about? Uh, I've been to your website, so I know a little bit about it. It's actually an interesting story. Yeah, so we were actually both teachers. We were teaching at the same school and got to know each other that way. And then we ended up figuring out that we were both dealing with some fertility struggles. And we went through some tough times together. Uh, we both went to the same fertility clinic and ended up doing IVF six months apart. I have boy-girl twins. and <laughs> I have girl-girl twins. <laughs> and they are six months and ten days apart. Um, so we first kind of bonded over teaching and then really bonded over our fertility struggles. And then the whole twin mom thing really took it to the next level. Uh, and we quickly discovered our passion for children's clothing. Um, and before you know it, Brittany was texting me at the end of the school day, hey, what would you think about starting our own business? She is the, um, she's the brave one in the bunch. I, I take, I take the chances in the group for sure. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really know how we would even go about that, but she had it all figured out. And so we decided to take a leap of faith and, um, less than two years later, we were both full time with the business. Um, we still have a love for kids and, um, Apparently. Huge, huge passion for children's <laughs> clothing. Um, and so we've been able to put our, all of our time and all of our hearts into this business, which has been wonderful. And recently we opened our first retail location in Cartersville, Georgia. So um, we ship, we're mostly online, but we ship out of that location. But we also have occasional warehouse sales. And um, we also open up once a week for in-person shopping or appointment-only shopping if anybody would like to come join us. Okay, that's good to know. And we'll circle back around. Go ahead, Thomas. There's a new term for that kind of business. I just learned it recently. You guys are in the bricks and clicks business. Oh, I, I <laughs> love that. Yeah. Yes. Bricks and clicks. Okay. Wow. We'll have to use that. Though. I like it. Because didn't, didn't there used to be, or I guess it still is a brick and mortar was, yeah. was the traditional, but nah, bricks and clicks. Look, I, you learned, I learned something today, Thomas. Thank you. I did too. <laughs> um, okay. Luli. Well, first of all, that's an unusual name and we may circle back around to that. Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, Rome Area Council for the Arts, which is known in these parts as, as is it Raqqa or Raqqa? Raqqa. <laughs> Raqqa. Raqqa. Um, I'm teasing. And, uh, but you've only been there a short time. So tell, just tell yes. us about the organization and, and your new role. 
So I'm the executive director of RACA, and we have existed since 1969, I believe, is the year we got started, which, um, is, you know, we're really approaching our um, 50th anniversary. Oh, okay. It might be 1966. I have to double check <laughs> that. But uh, we're approaching our 50th anniversary in Rome, and we like to be an umbrella organization. We raise money, and we want to give as much of it back as possible. So we give grants to our community partners, the Rome area, you know, um, the Rome Symphony, to RIF, to uh, R-O-M-E. Um, we want to give as much money back and support the arts as much as we can. And we also give smaller grants to the YMCA for after-school programs with kids. We just want to spread as much love for the arts as possible. And we've got, we've, we've, we've got some really good programs and activities up and running for February. We've had a really active month. Well, so, well, the arts is such a broad term, but it, so that that's painting, that's plays, that's the Arts is film, everything. We, we do, we do support also the Rome um, Shakespeare Festival. Right. We give them a grant every year. And then um, at this month, we've been doing the Heart Project in coordination with um, Advent Health Redmond. And they've been our partner for several years with this heart project. And we get community artists from schools and professional artists to create canvases for us of their interpretation of hearts and heart health. And um, the last couple of years, we've hung them on the side of the Third Avenue parking deck. And it's just a really great way for everyone to be able to come and observe the arts and we try not to make it um, a burden of cost on the artist. So we give a $50 grant to each of the artists who want to make a piece of art for us. And then, you know, there's no financial burden on the artist. So we really want to be a full circle community art organization. Great. Um, well, we will circle back around next stop. Smoothie King, JJ, um, you got the entrepreneurial bug too, just like uh, the ladies were talking about. Sometimes you got to take the leap. Um, tell us a little bit about how Smoothie King came about. And I, you've been on the show before, and I, as I recall, your background is is law enforcement. That's correct. And um, but now you're selling smoothies. How did that happen? <laughs> well, before I tell that story, as the vice chair, I want to thank these ladies for being part of the chamber. We appreciate it. I thank y'all for all that you do in the community. I'm we certainly grateful that you're here, so we appreciate it. Okay, my story, how I went from a gun to <laughs> cutting fruit, I guess. <laughs> um, the story, I mean, it's a simple story. Moved, my wife and I moved here. Um, now it's going on 10 years now, nine, oh, nine or 10 years now. We moved here. She was recruited from Floyd. I was, of course, officer in Houston, and when she got recruited, it was kind of are you coming with me or are you staying here? You know, what you going to do? And so I uh, gave that up and we moved here for her, her job. And then smoothie came around. I grew up on smoothies as a kid. Smoothie King franchise has been around since 1973. Um, she grew up on smoothies as a kid. There were no smoothie places here at that time. That's crazy, but there were none here at that time. There certainly was no franchise here at the time. And one day, maybe a couple, maybe a year or so after we got here, after a hard workout, we were home sitting around and wives, we both said out of something, just looked at each other and said, man, I would really want a smoothie from Smoothie King right now. And that was kind of the moment where we said, hmm, 
wonder how that would do. But the nearest one was in Kennesaw, Canton. Things were the two nearest ones. And so we said maybe that would do a good job. May do well here. We called the company, and they actually wanted to put one here as well, but they needed a franchisee to do it. And here I am. So the entrepreneurial inspiration came about. You craved it. Yeah, and we you saw it. saw a need, and you thought if I if it's an if it's a need for me, maybe it's a need for somebody else. That is. <laughs> circle back to that part because I'll tell you that was a little more difficult. <laughs> it was more need for me than it was for other people until now. But we've been here five years now. But it wasn't as needed right when i first opened people didn't know they needed it uh, they didn't know they needed it. i had to make them know that they needed it uh and, well, and ladies is uh did you kind of find a a, a, a a hidden audience for your product we sure did we did yeah um so the unique thing about our business is we sell in pre-orders so if you walk into a children's clothing shop today and try to buy a smart's dress mm-hmm. it would probably about run about sixty dollars um, we offer about a $30 price point. Um, we essentially sell the product before it's made, um, and it's all online. And so there's no, we don't have, well, now we have, a, we're now we're in person, but um, we don't have much overhead. So we offer lower prices than other people would be able to offer. Um, and so we, I loved smock clothing. I loved, and we, not just smocks, but we do all the classic styles. Right. Um, and I, I grew up in those, Brittany grew up in those and, but it, my, my mom talks about having to drive to Atlanta and make a special trip to buy, like, one dress. And now it's like, you can have one for every day of the week because we've got this new price point that we can offer people. Right. So we have customers all over the United States. So de- define that for me, uh, and excuse my ignorance, when you say smock. So uh, um, it's a style of children's clothing. The smock plate typically on a bishop dress would be up on the collar. Um, but it, now we do even T-shirts with a smock plate inset. Um, for bigger kids, so there's a lot of flexibility within the smocking now too. Yeah, there we go. go a smock is almost like um, they we put we put a piece of fabric right here and they cross stitched little designs. Like all of our smocks are hand stitched, so they're all very unique and very beautiful. And when you when it's classic Southern, what's what's the Southern in it? It's, it's, <laughs> monograms. It, well, that that too. Yes, we do offer monograms, but um, the smocking is a very classic style and a very classic Southern style. Yeah, I grew up in those. In fact, I have um, my mom was so wonderful as to save all my well, most of my clothes from when I was a little girl, and so my little girl's been able to wear my clothes from oh, wow. you know thirty years ago. And so um, I also, when my kids came home from the hospital they came home and my my daughter was wearing my feltman brothers gown from 1986 and my son was wearing my brother's feltman brothers gown from 1978 um so there's definitely a southern classic tradition in this in the smocked clothing world for sure um okay um uh raka one of the things that caught my attention when you were talking lily was um how important the arts are to quality of life in a community. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the things we've been most excited about in February is there is a new art gallery in Rome, Georgia, Kingfisher Galleries. And we helped support um, a Black History Month exhibit there, ex- um, sponsored, by, I mean, um, put on by Xavier Rivers and Amanda Banks. And it was just the most fabulous experience. They brought in a sound artist and um there's so many artists from around the state of Georgia who participated in the exhibit, and it was just amazing. What attracted you to, to Raqqa? 
Um, I've always loved the arts. I was an art history major in college, but I mean, my mother dragged me through every single museum that we ever came within 10 feet of in every country we could possibly go to. So, I mean, the arts have been a part of my life since birth. Really, I've been a lifelong lover of the arts. And, and what is your background? I know you've been active in the community a lot. So um, I was in the Junior Service League for many years as an active member and also served as president. And then I've been um, on the uh, Chieftains Board for uh, several years as well. Right. And and uh, raising kid, which is a full-time job. Absolutely. <laughs> I have a son, Victor. He's at Darlington in the sixth grade and love him to death. Um, and... Uh, JJ, with the ladies that were talking earlier about some of the specifics of what they sell, let's get into some smoothie details. I walk into the store. What are my options? Lots. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Starbucks. You can get it how you want it, like Burger King used to say. Um, <laughs> they are, so the menu board is broke up in four categories, fitness, wellness, slim, and uh, treat. Essentially. Okay. Uh, let's talk to the fourth one. <laughs> Everyone loves, of course, the treat. It is funny that people, smoothies are really, they're more known for treat in people's mind than they are for the fitness, the wellness, and the slim side. People don't necessarily, but Rome didn't, when I first got it, did not equate that. They didn't think, they knew GMC, they knew protein, but they didn't equate it with smoothies at the same time. And so, you know, majority of the menu is healthy. Right. Um, but we still have to cater to those who do want a treat. <laughs> um, but most of it's most of it's protein. Majority of them have zero added sugar. I mean, they're they're full of we have vegan protein, whey protein, you know, every all the proteins you can think think, you know, vegetables and fruits. Yeah, I was and, gonna say a lot as you mentioned cutting fruit earlier. Yeah, so. fruit, vegetables, we have all that, but then on the take a break or to take a treat side there are those that you know a strawberry banana that probably has added sugar for the you know for those who just really want we used to say that it's a better alternative than going in and get you know one at another place that may have more we'd have no fructose syrup we don't have any syrup it's all fruit so we don't put that in there and no gmo is all you know no, what's that new thing, everyone? Uh, no gluten. We don't have any like, you know, gluten. That's the big thing now. Nobody wants gluten. So, you know, they I, are. I really never paid attention I, to any I, of that. I, <laughs> you know, I didn't either until. I, I think that's why I bought a franchise because I, that's not my wheelhouse. And so I let the corporation and the research and development team design all of that. And so I can make sure that we are on the, um, you know, the up and up on what is coming, what's new in the health market. Well, so basically you can, you, you mentioned working out earlier and you kind of craved it, but so it, it can be for the person who works out every day and then they want to replenish what, what, what their body needs, but it can also be the person who's just trying to get a little more healthy. Yes. We, we have several meal replacements, many of our meal replacements. So you can come in or we have post-workout smoothies, you know, most of them are post-workout meal replacements. We have something for everybody. Um, not just that treat side that many people um, assume that is what a smoothie is considered. And people always think that it is mostly milk. And they would be surprised that most of our smoothies are not milk. It is more ice and water, should I say, in the fruit. Now, we do have milk, but we also have almond milk and oat milk. and Vegan. Vegan, yeah, all that. <laughs> Healthy stuff. 
Um, another thing about you, JJ, is when you you and your wife moved to town, um, you, you you threw yourself into the community, just incredibly active, and and now obviously act very active in the chamber. Uh, just tell us about that. Why you chose to do that? Uh, I mean, you literally have thrown yourself into. Someone asked me the other day. They said, "How many boards do you serve on now?" <laughs> and I said, "About five of them." Um, I think that how it happened, it happened organically because that's just who I am. I was, I'm a service person, you know, military, a service. When I was in Houston was a cop, service. And I think when I came to Rome, uh, it became natural just to serve. I didn't know how at the time, just trying to figure it all out. Um, but some kind of way, I naturally flowed into service. I started at the chamber and I will say the chamber is the best thing I've ever done business wise, community wise, joining the chamber is one of the best things I've ever done. I use, I always say that the JJ that people know in this community is because of the chamber, the chamber and people say, no, you give yourself less credit, but honestly the chamber made who JJ is in this community. It put me in contacts and circles to be able to do that, which I naturally do, which is to serve. And so that is how I got involved. I just, I joined the chamber. Then it went from that to, um, you know, one of the board members at the time, uh, J.R. Davis was on the Boys and Girls, Boys and Girls Club CEO. Then I was able to join the board. He asked me to join the board for that. And then, you know, several boards, other people have asked me to do, but I just want to say that it's because of the chamber. I enjoy service. I enjoy this community. And it is a great community. Um, I will say when I first moved here my first year, I thought, what in the world did I get myself into <laughs> coming from Houston? And my wife is from Atlanta. And I was like, yo, I don't know about this room, <laughs> Georgia. If you are transplant, transplant, a transplant here, then you probably know what I'm saying. Those who are that live here all their lives, by like, what are you talking about? But as a transplant, I was like, whoa. I went home probably every month flying back and forth. Cause, and then all of a sudden, it just, I, I, I joined the chamber. I got acclimated. And now I'm like, yeah, when I go home, I'm like, can I hurry up and get back to Rome? Because it is a, it is a, because this is home. Now. This is home now. It is a great community. And I can't say, um, uh, it's just a lot that you can say about how great this community is. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, should we, um, just use that for the next chamber commercial. His his little we we used him a lot. <laughs> he also gives a great speech about perseverance. Oh yeah, that was awesome to our uh, high school students um, about perseverance. It was a uh, moving great job there. I'm involved. In, I don't know. I never remember. I'm involved in everything. <laughs> Too many ladies are is are you from Rome originally or? I'm originally from Trenton, Georgia. And, Where, and where's that? It's in Dade County. It's very close to Chattanooga. Okay. And um, I went to college at Shorter and what? loved Rome, fell in love with Rome, and stayed here after college. And? I grew up in Noonan, Georgia. Um, home, and, of, home of Alan Jackson. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Hometown hero. Um, my friends will enjoy that. Um, and then I went to school at Auburn and met my husband when I was in school. He's from just north of Tampa. And I graduated in 09 when no one was hiring, and we were both teachers, and he somehow got a job at Rome High. He was one of, I think, 450 applicants for five positions, 
got the job. We got here and we're like, oh, yeah. We, this was, so this has been our home for 12 years now, I think. Okay. And, and uh, Luli, are you? Oh, no, I am a native uh, Birminghamian, not a native Roman, but I have loved living in Rome. I've been here for 13 years and I would not move for anything. Love it. So I'm the only one that was born here because Thomas is, you know, from East Germany. Is it? It doesn't even exist I anymore. I didn't even catch that accent. <laughs> you thought East Cartersville, right? <laughs> the lies you tell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he ain't from around here. So, uh, so I'm the only one. I'm born in Armurchie, Floyd, Floyd Hospital at the time, now Medical Center. Wow, that's interesting. But isn't that great that the community attracted all of you and you love it and you stayed? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I just think that's fantastic. Um, it's the friendliest community. I'll tell you one thing real quick. I told somebody in Houston, I said, this is the only community I know that you can sit at a light and the light changes and maybe you don't go immediately. They won't blow the horn at you. They'll just sit there. <laughs> And I thought, where I'm from, like, you got, like, before the light's even turning green, they're blowing the horn, like, move. So I just, everybody's so friendly. Good. We'll add that to the commercial, Thomas. Yes, yes. I mean, you The know, city where we don't blow the horn. Put that on a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do want to touch on a uh, thing. Y'all have both kind of touched on it a little bit um, because we are here to celebrate businesses and organizations. And ladies, we'll start with you. What? What risk did you feel getting started? I mentioned the entrepreneurial thing. Um, obviously, y'all had this connection of your fertility issues and teaching together, and but then you had your twins, and so you had more kids than you <laughs> than you know what to do with. But um, there's risk in starting business, and and things that you may not foresee, like taxes or you know insurance, all this that you want to sell kids clothes, but you've got all these real world things to deal with as well. So just talk about starting up and and what was going on. I'm going to leave this to the risk taker. <laughs> that would be me. Um, so we started the business in 2019 and we were both teachers. Um, we started it out of necessity because we wanted clothes that we could outfit our kids in that we loved. And the only way to do that was for us to design those clothes. So we were teachers. Um, and then COVID hit after about a year after we had started our business as really just a side hustle. But we were growing and we were excited. COVID hit. As teachers, we were both at home every single day doing virtual with our, with our classes. Um, I was actually, actually a literacy coach at East Central Elementary. And during that time, Rome city coach decided, Rome city decided that they would do away with literacy coaches in, in their school system. So at that time I was going to be put back into the classroom and we took a risk. My family and I took a risk. We said, our business is growing. It's time for us to take this to the next level so I resigned as a teacher at that time and became full-time classic Southern Smocks. That would be roll the dice. That we rolled the <laughs> dice for sure. And at that time, um, we really began to grow. Cameron was working two jobs. She was. <laughs> my risk was more with my mental health. <laughs> yes. Cameron well, was a teacher part of and a full-time Ooh. business owner. Oof. And um, she did that all year last year. And. I finally talked her into resigning last year. And so now we're both full time and this is our life. Classic Southern Smocks is our life. We breathe it. Um, we, it's everything to us and we are excited to be a part of the chamber guys. And it's, it's a family ordeal. Our kids have to model our husband support us in every way. Her husband is an accountant um, with Emory in Atlanta. And so he, he, all the taxes and stuff you're talking about, <laughs> Uh, that was definitely put my mind at ease because yes. I'm I'm the chicken. I'm like, but what about this? What about this? And she's more the risk taker. We balance each other we out do. pretty well. We're a great balance. Yeah, JJ, if you could touch on that as well, just the okay, 
franchisee. So it's a brand. Smoothie King was already it was a, was a well known brand, but just taking the risk, taking the leap. Talk to us about that. It wasn't as well known as I thought it was in Rome. Sure, it was, and and think when I opened, I mean at the time, I think Atlanta had, I don't know, maybe sixty locations uh, worldwide. We have. 2000 locations i think so maybe 1800 but any, at any rate so when i opened in rome yes i honestly thought it would be a risk but i wasn't it wasn't a risk where i was like oh my god this is what am i going to do type of risk so i assumed that since it was a well known brand to me and only an hour away was a it was still well known surely you had the old, if if you build it, they will yeah, come. Surely if I build it. To, to me, it was, you know, like a Chick-fil-A. I mean, who doesn't know Chick-fil-A? Who doesn't know Smoothie King? That was my thought. And so. So, so, so you, thought, you thought you were starting a successful business, but you really were opening a nonprofit? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yes. That's probably why I serve again, you know. Um, yeah, because you know, when I opened, and again, I took the risk, but I took my pension from the police department, and I put the whole, people always say you have a bunch of money. No, I had enough in my pension. I took the whole thing, and I had enough good credit to be able to borrow all the money I needed and to put the down payment with all the pension money. So I did use all of that. People think it's a smoothie. It can't cost it much, where they're like, you know, there's several hundred grand. Yeah. So anyway, and so, but I was thinking to myself, ah, I'll get this money back in no time. It's Smoothie King. Who doesn't know Smoothie King? We opened in 2016, and I found out who did not know who was Smoothie King. Rome did not know who Smoothie King was at the time. And I said, oh, my God. By six months in, I said, I think I may have made a very bad business decision. And But we persevered. That's probably why I could give that. But we persevered. I persevered and got out in the community and... I again joined the chamber and I just made it I made it known in Rome, Georgia, to the point that when people see me now in the grocery store where it's it's sometimes it's JJ or it's usually it's the smoothie man because I got out and I pushed it as hard as I could to put it out in the community because I thought it was a great product. I still think it's a great product. I live off it half the time. I think it's certainly a better alternative than going to get a hamburger or some French fries or that chicken biscuit that from Bojangles that everyone loves. <laughs> um, at one time, I did. I ran a special one time. If you bring your Bojangles chicken receipt, you can get a free smoothie. I think of something <laughs> just to get people. But um, when you brilliant. do, I, yeah. Also, if you text SK Rome to a certain number, you get two dollars off. I know you're going to ask me that number, but I have to go to Facebook. Well, no people. I mean, well, now we'll tell people. To go, we'll t- yeah, go we'll, to Facebook. We'll, we'll tell people to go to your Facebook okay. page. But yeah, yeah, so that's so the risk. It was risk. It was a lot of money. But at first, I thought no brainer. But then I learned that you just even in small business, even with a franchise that you think is a great brand, it doesn't matter. What it does not take away the business aptitude that you need to push through and grow a business. It doesn't matter if it's a brand, a non-brand, a local, you know, small business. And let me say something about local business. I like to say this, and I guess I am a champion for small business, but I'm also a champion for small franchises. Just because it's a franchise does not mean it's not a local business. We get that a lot. It is still a local business. You have people in this community who own franchises, who live, work, their kids go to school, in this community 
and they own a small franchise or they may own maybe a big franchise. But my point is, even though it is so when people say support local business, that does not mean just the mom and pop. It needs to be known that small business, a small franchise is still a small business in your community. And it's local local jobs. We create local jobs. People live here. I live here. Family works here. So everything we do is it goes toward this community and we need to support small business because we those those sales tax come into our community to make our community better. So I, I am a champion for saying support small business regardless if it's a franchise or some local mom and pop preach for better term uh, business. Um yeah, I absolutely agree. And um Let's kind of um, go around for one final time here and get any final thoughts, make sure everybody has, has mentioned everything they want to make sure they mention. But, Luli, uh, we really want to ask you one more question at RACA. What do you guys need? Do you need donations? Do you need corporate support? Absolutely. Okay. We need all of that because it's been two years since we've been able to have a major fundraising event because of the pandemic. But we are bringing back our Firefly Fling April 22nd. It's going to be at Rotary Plaza, which is nestled right behind the forum overlooking the river. And April 22nd, we need a couple more corporate sponsors. We're also looking for people to be on a host committee to donate a little bit extra over the ticket amount because the cost of everything has gone up. If you've been to the grocery store recently, you have been in sticker shock a little with your grocery bill where we're getting the same sticker shock when we're putting out bids for catering, for bartending, for everything. Everything is more expensive than it was two years ago. And we're trying to charge the same price that we did before the pandemic. So everything, you know, cuts a little bit closer. So April 22nd, you can go to our um, website, romearts.org. You can email me, director at romearts.org. We need some more corporate sponsors. We need host committee members, and we need people who really want to support the arts and maybe become members of RACA. So in the future, as we grow again with our membership, we, we can be the arts organization that can support Rome because we have so many artists in our community and so many artistic needs, and we would love to help fill them. Beautiful. Uh, ladies, final thoughts from you guys at Classic Southern, Classic Southern Smocks website, contact. How can people connect with you? We have a lot going on. Um, actually, today and today only, we are offering 20% off characters with the code character 20 at our website. It's classic Southern smocks.com. Um, we also are running a pre-order for flofers and proto flofers are this is my husband and my kids new favorite Same. thing. They are, they look like loafers, but they're made out of Crocs material. And my husband will wear them in the snow, in the rain, in the ocean. Like he wears them all the time to a ridiculous extent, but they're, those have been a huge seller for us, so we're offering uh, Flofers and Proto, which would be so, some bigger kid offerings for um, fabulous for boys like yours. Um, we have Easter minis coming up later this month. We'll open that later today. We're gonna um, Brittany has a cousin with a live bunny, and we're gonna have a photographer um, at the new space. Um, we our summer extras will be in soon and ready to ship. Back to school pre order opens March twelfth on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm working on collegiate designs because we work a lot of months in, in advance. So we've got uh, lots of stuff coming up. Um, so our website is ClassicSouthernSmocks.com. Our Facebook group is Classic Southern Smocks. 
Our Instagram is at Classic Southern Smocks. All very original, I know. <laughs> TikTok as well. TikTok as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, thank y'all. Uh, JJ, where can uh, you know con- people connect with you? Come get a smoothie, your location, social media, things like that. All right. Uh, Smoothie King is located 832 Turner McCall Boulevard, right next to the Aldi in the, I guess, the Steak and Shake parking lot as well. So you'll know uh, Aldi and Steak and Shake. You think that, you'll find us. Years and years and years ago, JJ. It used, used to be a movie theater, that right? used to be the Village Theater. Yeah, yep. it used to be a movie theater. Um, <laughs> right there with the grocery store. Is. Yep. So you can go there for, in the parking lot. You'll see us there um, on all social medias. It's at Smoothie King Rome. And I think that's... Um, that's it. Yeah. And don't forget, support small businesses in your community, please. Thank you, sir. Uh, Thomas, do you have a quotation this week? Yes, I have a quotation. <laughs> but it was a wonderful group uh, today, you know, uh, and it becomes clearer and clearer with all these, uh, you know, uh, online outlets. You know, Rome is not just a boom town. We became a Zoom town. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, bricks and clicks. Yes, we're just bricks and clicks, and uh, we have some COVID preneurs here too. So um, oh, those, wow. those are the three new things <laughs> I, I learned. Uh, you know, so um, yes, um, support the arts. It's very important, um, and you basically have to stage. You know, to uh, I always like to connect people. You know, and that's what the chamber does. We all consider ourselves family members. You know, and um, uh, JJ is the best example. Um, you know how you can utilize the chamber as your marketing tool. What we hear over and over here in this show is, you know, word of mouth is the number one uh, marketing tool, and that starts at the chamber, at a table like that, you know, small group, big groups. And I'm sure, you know, there are tons of synergies, you know, just interacting with each other, how you can help out, you know, with the fire fling event, how you guys can uh, help out, you know, and vice versa. I mean, everybody has their own little network, and, you know, we are all in the chamber, so we're already out there invested in the community, and, you know, you are the... The this um, the the speakers so to speak um to your network and try to connect everybody and that helps small business and that helps the art. But I want to finish like always with a with a quote um and it's about peace, uh, which is uh, more important than ever. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a yellow shirt and a blue sweater on. You know, um, it's a more more um, Ukraine colors. Yes, and peace is something you wish for. It is something you make something you are and something you do and something you give away. And that's for all of us. And who said that? Do we know? Uh, Robert Fulgham. Yeah. Thomas, Robert Fulgham. Thomas always gets wise and profound on this deep here. Something to think about, but it's a, it's a a great sentiment. Very appropriate. Uh, Yes. And you're wearing the uh, Ukrainian flag color. So I had not noticed that till you pointed it out, but good for you. Uh, So we're getting close to wrapping up here, but Luli, I did mention off the top that I was going to circle around and ask you, is there a story behind the name Luli? I have never met a Luli. Oh, (laughs) it's, it's actually my great, great grandmother's name and her mother's name. So it's, it's just a, Family name. Just a family name. Family name. Have you ever met another Luli? No, but I do know that they exist. It's as bad as archaic <laughs> Southern as you can get. Uh, okay, I was, just, I was just curious. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. This has been great. You've been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. Thank you so much for listening.